on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. This is High Tide. It is five minutes after six. The forecast for today, not looking too good if you're thinking of heading off offshore. Southwesterly, 15 to 20 knots, turning westerly later in the morning, 1 to 1.5 metres, decreasing to 1 metre around midday. Southerly, the swells will be at 1.5 of a metre, mostly Sunday. This is the forecast for Broken Bay and Port Hacking. For enclosed waters, a westerly 10 to 15 knots, below 1.5 Sunny for the uh, the most of it. 18 degrees we're heading for in Sydney, making our way up to around 22 degrees in Brisbane, Kieran Ricky. So not too bad. We tried to catch up with Matt from Salamander Bait and Tackle, but he wasn't answering. I think he might have been busy. Yep. Mark Manozak. <laughs> you got, you got a, a mouthful of uh, food, have, have you? Yeah, yeah, the hash browns arrived. Brendan's arrived. But let's go to Mark Manozak. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Grant. Good morning, Kieran. How are you guys? Not too Very bad. How's Apologies your... for last week. No, look, that's, that's all right. These things happen. I, I, I'd first like to apologise for whoever was getting those early morning wake-up calls uh, instead of me. Um, <laughs> unless they were a Greens voter, and then I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's all That's all good. It's um, been a busy couple of weeks anyway with our um, first couple of sitting weeks in Parliament, and we've... Um, had some really good discussions with some ministers that are relevant to what we um, are passionate about. So, um, you know, I think you were saying I I asked a question of the uh, the new fisheries minister about uh, doing a uh, a proper audit of our recreational fishing trusts, um, and that's something that she's agreed to. And we sort of sat out after that uh, that question time, and um, she had a good listen in terms of what what I thought would need to happen and the details of. Of that um, that audit, so that's that's a positive start. Um, how how did you find her? Uh, look, she was obviously she's she's trying to get her head yeah. around a, a, a quite a big portfolio and a, a new a new area for her. Um, but she was very very yeah, you know, at least at the beginning, very open um, to you know getting advice and 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 talking to the recreational fishermen um, to find out what's really going on on the ground. So that's. Yeah, that's positive. It's a very positive. That, yeah. Let's just hope. Let's just hope that it stays that way. Um, so we'll just see where we go with that. And then, um, you know, I had some good discussions with the uh, the minister who's in charge of maritime staff this week, um, just about another another grants program where um, money's going a bit awry uh, with the boating now, boating now grants. Um, and they've also now committed after I questioned them in in Parliament with a notice of motion that they're prepared to do an, an audit and review of those grants as well with a view to try and improve them because there's been some cases where uh, money's been, I guess, misused or misplaced out of that funds and, you know, the, the, that, that fund is specifically supposed to be for uh, recreational vessels, um, improving the facilities for them particularly ones that are registered, you know, because that's where the money's drawn from, you know, from our, our registration fees. So, But it was going to things like picnic tables and, um, you know, barbecues and footpaths and stuff like yeah. that. Mark, we go back cases. to McDonald when he was here, all right? Yeah. And the uh, Maritime stood alone. 
right? Yeah. They, they were their own finance, and they had a lot of money in the bank. We're talking about many tens of millions. Yeah. And, of course, then they say they see all this money there, and, uh, oh, well, let's take that. You know, let's just incorporate it, and that's what's happened to the maritime. It's been swallowed up now under transport. Yeah, absolutely, and, that, and that's a discussion I had with uh, the Minister's staff and expressed my concern because I've been hearing it for a long time too. Um, when it was first proposed, everyone said, well, with, you know, Maritime and Mido are just going to get, you know, lost in this behemoth of transport for New South yes. Wales, and that's exactly what's happened. And, you know, the sh- a lot of the focus of Maritime has shifted away now from, you know, I guess recreational uh, facilities, and it's all drawn to you know commercial facilities. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, Mark, like where where I go uh, to deal to deal with this um, is at Warrywood, and the, the the thing that's glaring about this merger uh, of services is that there are just not enough people. Uh, and I know there's got to be a transitional period. I'm not having a, a swipe at anyone, but mm. the facts are, it's pure and simple. There's just not enough people in Maritime at Warrywood that know how to do Maritime. Well, there's there's not enough, there's just not enough people in Maritime and Mido full stop. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it was put to be by recreational boaters and fishermen about that concern and I put it straight to the minister's office and they agreed hmm. um, that there's just not enough people in, in that area to deal with um, the matters that need to be dealt with um, so I, you know, I know I know some of the people that were in Maritime have now sort of moved up the ladder and as positions change in a new government so we've lost even more people out of there so it's um, I just had to keep Mark Hutchinson there well, my understanding is he's he's been moved <coughs> moved further up the ladder because of the the uh, resignation slash sacking of of the secretary of the department. Okay, so, they might have, uh, well Peter Harvey might have moved into Hutcho's job. Yeah, well, I think it's a case of everyone's shuffling shuffling up and no one's shuffling in at the bottom. Yeah. So, which is a which is a concern because how you, you know, how is the the Marine Infrastructure Delivery Office is supposed to be delivering when they don't have any staff. Um, so that's something that we need to keep an eye on um, because, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a worry for a long time. Yeah. I'll have to talk to my contact, John English um, Jones, there. See who they got and what's happening. It was interesting. You were, you were mentioning uh, a few moments ago, Mark, about you know um, money ending up being paying for uh, you know uh, picnic areas and stuff like that. I, I wanted to find out what dinghy storage was worth at Pitwater, so I went on to um, the Northern Beaches Council website and had a look at their fees. They call it the fees page. Believe me, it's a document. One hundred and eight pages of yeah. fees that they have so they can look after their own benches, leave the maritime money to recreational boaties. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, there's some cases where these these funds were being, you know, funneled into projects that might have been, been worthwhile, you know, the picnic tables and the, you know, and other things, but they could have been drawn from other funds. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that they're um, not know. needed and, you know, they are needed and it's great and that's what we want people to do. Get out near the water and enjoy it, but... Absolutely, absolutely. but, yeah, just... Pull it from the right sure bone. 
Yeah, that's it. That's a clear delineation. If it's a you know, it's a fish cleaning table, then it probably should be coming from the Recreational Fishing Trust. If it's you know, if it's to fund a sporting club that uses you know canoes, then it probably should be coming from Office of Sport. Yeah. You know, not not the you know, not the boat in our drains, because that's that's been drawn from you know, registered registered vessels with RMS or Service New South Wales. So it's um yeah, the people that are paying into that fund should be reaping the benefits of that fund. Well, I have been watching you on Facebook. You have been a very squeaky wheel for the last couple of weeks, but in a positive way, that needs to be said too, so keep up the good work. No worries. Thanks very much, Josh. Thanks, Mark. See you, Mark. See, see you here. <laughs> he has been a very squeaky wheel. Mm, He's been keeping... will continue to be, and I will have him on the program Abs- regularly because he also represents the fishing Absolutely, absolutely. The, the recreational fishermen hmm. and the commercial fishermen. And as I say, he while he you know has been a squeaky will. If you go and watch you know off his Facebook page, he's been very polite about it. He's asking genuine questions. He's not yeah. taking cheap shots and playing political games. So, uh, well worth. I'll uh, go back to fisheries and see when Tara is available to come on the program. I think she wants to have all the all the facts and figures there. But that's and, not, and that's understandable. Yeah. That's that, understandable. It is, but that's not what it's about. I'd just like it to come on and for people to hear uh, her sincerity and interest and in fishing. get her thoughts on the direction. Mm. Hmm. I'm take a break. Like to do. We're going to take a break and catch up with Greg Reid on the other side of this. Talk overnight on the Super Radio Network. Rick Dunlop. Once you're on that red merry-go-round, the landlord gives you four weeks to get out or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Oh, that's, that's it. You get your stuff out. Where do you go? Dave Sutherland. It doesn't help when you've got the Reserve Bank telling you that, no, nah, there's not going to be any interest rates for another 18 months, and then they go and put them up. David Gubby. I can't handle this payroll tax. It's a bad tax. It's a bad tax. It's a disincentive to employ people. Talk overnight on the Super Radio Network. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian ride registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? If mild arthritis or other aches and pains are getting you down, it might be time you did as others have done and try Arbor Vitae Joint Health. Others just like Tracy. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain, no stretch of the truth. It's worked. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arbor Vitae. That's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U. Or you can phone Arbor Vitae on 1300 879 863. G'day, Merv Hughes here. New Farm's been there for Aussie growers for 100 years through prosperity and heartache, drought and flame, through the unprecedented and through innovation. New Farm's high-quality crop protection products are formulated right here in Australia because Aussie growers are tougher together through choosing Australian. New Farm understands local conditions and the importance for Aussie growers to have the right products at the right time. New Farm, Australian through and through. To learn more, visit newfarm.com.au.
Say hello to Motorola Edge 30 Neo. Hello, Moto. Meet the phone that's just the right size for chasing your biggest aspirations. Motorola Edge 30 Neo. With a compact, lightweight design and cinematic 6.28-inch display, it fits comfortably in your hand without compromising what matters most. Your OLED display is backed by multi-dimensional Dolby Atmos sound. And you can even charge wirelessly. No hassle, no clutter. It's time to do big things. Find your edge with Motorola Edge 30 Neo. Hello. G'day, it's old rivals Ben Hennett and Josh Morris. At Coach, you can hire whatever you want for the job, like a floor grinder. Or a floor stripper, eh? Or a road saw. <laughs> or an excavator. Or even a power drill. <laughs> what is that? Okay, Josh, you won this round. Hire any equipment for any job. Visit your nearest Coats or Bunnings Warehouse. Coats, equipped for anything. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to High Tide. Time to head down to the south of New South Wales and find out how the fishing's been. And I know that Greg Reed has been out fishing too, Kieran. So, Reedy, g'day, how are you? Pretty good. What's doing? Not a great deal this end. More importantly, what's happening your end, though? Uh, weather's look, look, looking like it's getting better for the weekend. Well, it's supposed to be a little bit uh, dodgy later today, but then Sunday it's supposed to back off. About uh, two metre swells are expected um, to, later on today, but easing as the day goes on, so hopefully that's not too bad. How was the fishing during the week? Yeah, careful for the rock fishing, guys. Yeah, it's been pretty calm and quiet. And then um, that blow on Friday uh, sort of came through Friday morning, so that sort of stirred things up a bit. That should sort of stir things up inshore around about that sand line for the snapper, guys. The rocks, oh, look, I reckon there's going to be a bit too much residual swell in it. Um, there's been a few sort of crew hitting the rocks here lately because the kings and the salmon actually have been in reasonably good numbers for uh, over the last week or so. Yeah. Um, actually reports of some bigger model kings getting around, which is pretty typical for this time of year, so late May, early June. Um, kings sort of switch from those baits into into squid, but for the rock fishing guys uh, and for any of those east-facing east ledges, um, yeah, you really want to be checking the swell outside the boat. It's probably going to be a no-go tomorrow morning, probably better Sunday. Um, but yeah, so some bigger squid um, inside the bay itself. Water's pretty clean. Um, we really haven't had that much rain now for probably what's that now? A bit over a week and a half. So all the reefs are clean for squid. That's looking pretty good. Yeah, it's probably one of those days where you get a light drift tomorrow across the hedge if you just want to feed the squid, the sandies and the, and the tigers. Um, you're getting you're getting pretty close to the. Um, to the, to the headlands, although point perpendicular might have a little bit of bump on it uh, this morning. But um, getting better throughout the afternoon, certainly as as this sort of next probably comes across and the way we start to see um, where the conditions are going to improve. Uh, water temps in the basin down about 13 to 14 degrees, so that bite is definitely slowed in there. Um, but um, a bit of an edge bite going on at the moment for that. I know there's a tournament, uh, brim tournament, happening down here this weekend. Um, so there'll be a few guys chasing brim around the place. Um, my tip for that would be the, the, the little S36 uh, combat crank and uh, any uh, prawn 
uh, or crustacean-style lures are going to work well on the edges at the moment. Or if you're going out in the deep, just find the bait, and um, hopefully you'll find the fish there. Although I did manage a, um, I did manage a 60-centimetre tailor off the um, off one of the wharfs around the basin the other night, about nine o'clock at night in the dark on the, nice. on the dark of the moon. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty good fun actually. Just slow roll, what we call slow rolling. So that's where you throw it out, throw out a soft bait on a jig head and just turn the handle. I was only fishing in a metre of water, so these big choppers in the basin actually come right up into the shallows on the dark of the moon, and um, they'll punish all the bait in the shallows. Um, but, yeah, all in all, yeah, a little bit of a bumpy start to the weekend and, and getting better as that next big um, area of high-pressure system sort of sort of fills in in behind it. But sort of um, if you can feel like you can find somewhere safe that's out of out of the wind and, and, and a bit of the weather, oh, that's well, worth having it, a go? It's a bay, mate, like Jervis Bay. That's the beauty of where we live. It's offshore somewhere all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is that is the real beauty of the bay, like particularly when the wind's blowing from the south. Um, y- you know, like it's probably probably not so much for the guys hunting pelagics and kings, but if you wanted to just drift for a flathead, you can start up near Hole in the Wall over near Murray's Beach and you can really safely drift out of there um, up to Bowen Island or even right across the heads into the deeper part of the bay. Um, it's it's not so much the, the swell that bothers us down here, it's the sea. So swell is where the waves generated by the wind and it's no longer under the direct influence of the wind, whereas the sea is, is the waves that are under the direct influence of the wind. And this time of year, you're just keeping an eye out for the westerlies because the Jervis Bay is five nautical miles across and um, people probably sick of hearing me mention it, but um, so many people still get caught out, you know, like... Um, You've got those nice days, nice forecast, and then the westerly kicks up. But um, we, we're not looking at um, any major westerly sort of um, kicking in this weekend, so you, sh- you should be okay. But, um, yeah, we use um, use Windy TV, a bit of sea breeze and a bit of the bomb to check all the local coastal, uh, coastal uh, wind stations, and, and that should give you a pretty clear picture. Water temps sort of backed off a little bit in the ocean. We're looking around about 18 to 20 degrees now, that cooler water. Certainly down in Eden, it's much cooler. So that cold water is now coming up the coast, which is um, pretty typical for this time of year. But um, you do all right on the, you know, it's year-round fishing down here for salmon and tailor on the beach. You know, it's not only bait. You know, I always carry a stick bait with me and a, and a metal, like a little little raider or something like that, some flashy metal and um, and some form of stick bait uh, walking the beaches. Um, so the beaches are going pretty good. And there's a lot more brim on the beaches at the moment. I'd say a lot of the fish have actually migrated out of the basin, whereas the ones that are left now are those we get a hybridised brim in here, um, so which is a cross between the yellows and the blacks, and they're more more tend to be more of a school fish, um, and then the bigger fish on the on the points um, for anyone coming down fishing the comp for the weekend. But um, yeah, all in all, it should be another cracking weekend on the south coast. Oh, and I, I've, got, I've got to mention there was a bluefin caught off caught off the rocks. Off um, the rocks? Here. Yeah, it was, what, 60 kilo or something like that. It was pretty close <laughs> to it, like a proper one. Proper one at the tubes. Um, you know, there's more traffic at the I'm gonna. I'll mention the tubes. For years we didn't, but, you know, there's more more traffic out there than Pitt Street these days. So um, certainly no secret, and all the land-based game fishing guys are well across it. So it's, it's been a very random bite, you know, Um few here and there and you, they'll get an afternoon where they'll get a really good run and then nothing the next day and then nothing the next day and it's it, it's hit and miss but it's almost you know like it's who knows we're, we're, we're probably that that's one species that's 
been in a major recovery and um, we, we could be up for a winter like, you know, like the old days where they're going to be in casting distance from the rocks. So all the land based guys are pretty much frothing over that at the moment, Grant. <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine. And I, yeah. I would assume that during the week you were using the Pro Lure. Oh, I always use it. <laughs> I, I look, and, and look, in, in, in all fairness, I do use other stuff, and I'm, I've always been open about that. But wherever we can design something um, that we can use, probably always will. And you know, I'm always going to tie a prawn on because everything eats a prawn. Yeah. But um, this time of year, particularly for the salmon and the tailor off the beach, is the Ultra Gar 150 a Garfish Dick Bait, which is a sinking and a floating model. Is always one you've got to have in your kit as well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, watch leading into winter sort of coming up into june july to see whether um these bluefin arrive on mass a bit early the whales have already uh, arrived so they're definitely a hazard to navigation so if you're heading out early you're going wide it's sort of just sort of keep your eyes open because the the um the big slimy speed humps are out and about now in force <laughs> oh, good good advice hey mate greg thank you so much for your time we'll look forward to catching up with you next week I'll be work. All right. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Greg Reid there on High Tide. We'll take a quick break and be back with more on the other side of this. Talking Sport. I listen to Talking Sport because you guys discuss team dynamics better than anyone and the seasons are just starting to get cracking, so we're seeing some form and we're looking towards grand final day. But I also listen to Talking Sport because of Johnny, mate. We just love the passion. That's why I listen to Talking Sport. Good on you, Johnny. <laughs> Weekdays from three. Worried about you, Peppy. Are you increasingly worried? <laughs> you know, you're a relatively young man, but you just get so cranky at times. Mm-hmm. Graham, does he walk outside and shout at passing clouds? Do you know how they say, you know, go hard or go home and all that. Oh, yeah. They seriously underestimate my desire to go home. <laughs> this is 2SM. Ah, good afternoon, boys. You're, you're like a psychiatrist, the three of you. I've never been to a psychiatrist, by the way, but I'm just letting you know that's how soothing. The invoice is on its way. Yes. Mate, I'm, I'm laying in hospital with my wife. Actually, we're both in here. I come in on Friday and it collapsed and so And the doctor said to me, so I said, it's the stress the people on the radio put on me. <laughs> Talking sport, weekdays from three. Brain tumour, migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy, Alzheimer's. There can be no cure without research. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call one three hundred. Double eight triple six zero. Things need topping up from time to time, including your COVID-19 protection. Even if you've been vaccinated, boosters can top up your defences and reduce the risk of serious COVID illness. If you're an adult and it's six months since your last COVID vaccination or infection, you can now get the latest vaccine. Top up your COVID protection. Visit health.gov.au slash top up to book your free booster or to find out more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. You can turn your wedding or other group function into a memorable special occasion at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks Clubhouse is the perfect venue for any group get-together, party or celebration. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Helpful Function Staff on 9670 8888. 
Good for the game tomorrow? Nah, still trying to sell the car. Oh, give me your phone, let me do it. Yeah, good luck. Car sales, instant offer. Car sales, what? Instant offer. You can skip creating an ad, dealing with buyers and waiting for a decent offer all weekend. Is that the offer for my car already? Yep. Now just take it to one of the official buyers nationwide, get it looked over, and the money drops the next business day. So I'll see you at the game then? Yeah, see you at the game. Car sales instant offer. The hassle-free way to sell your car. T's and C's apply. Listen to 2SM online. 2SMSuperNetwork.com More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 29 minutes after 6 here on High Tide. Good to be with you this morning. A breezy one today, Mr. Riki. It certainly is. And uh, quickly, I caught up. I just spoke with Colin Ryan. Yeah. Uh, about the Crescent Head. We're going to give it one week's holiday away tomorrow which we'll have to go to the... Well, we'll listen from four and we'll tell you how to do it. Rightio, that'll be great. That's a teaser. Now, it's a house. It overlooks the water, sleeps ain't, and there's three bedrooms. It's massive, massive. Swanee wouldn't mind that, I don't think. You like it. Take a holiday in India. <laughs> morning. He's, he's having a holiday at the moment because you're down here. Good morning, Swanee. Good morning. Uh, good old Crescent Ed. Yeah. Yeah, well, we just um Oh, about three or four acres, actually, at Crescent Head. We used to. Used to. Back in the day, on the <laughs> way in, actually. Billy Goat Land, it was called. Yeah, but uh, we, we uh, sold it off many years ago. Wish we had it now. Yeah, it'd be very handy. Very but, handy, yeah. But oh, with boy. the outside conditions a bit ordinary. Ain't the strong wind warning up here for southwesters. South it's starting to puff a bit now with... Uh, 10 to 15 knots early. So it's going to get up to about 30, 30 to 40, they reckon. So uh, definitely uh, I'd, I'd give it a mess until tomorrow. They said it's going to drop off tomorrow. But uh, the fishing's been pretty ordinary outside anyhow. You're on that changeover period uh, from the, more or less the summer species to the winter species when the, the uh, snapper come in from the outside reefs and come in closer and pearl perch and that. But uh, the on Thursday was an absolute magic day. The big high plumped itself over us and uh, just light and variable winds all day. And uh, the few boats that did get out, found a few fish at, uh, at Murphy's Reef, uh, my contacts that I give a uh, phone call to. But apart from that, uh, just a few snapper and, a, and the odd uh, odd parrot fish. There's a few dolphin fish on the uh, out on the uh, on the fads. Uh, I mean. Still worth a try, but like I say, I wouldn't worry about it until tomorrow. Um, nothing much else to report. There's a lot of bull sharks on the beach. There's uh, schools of uh, hardy heads and, uh, and other bait fish are sort of bringing them in. Uh, I, I talked to a fellow the other day and they, went, they had a session of fishing for jewfish off the beach uh, down down uh, south, I think, we're on a, somewhere in here. They, I can't remember where he said it actually, but they uh, all they caught was half a dozen bull sharks. So uh, they got no jewfish at all, but uh, they got hassled by the sharks. The river's very quiet at the moment too. They're still they're just starting on the brim, so it'll be all about the brim from now through to August. Uh, just the odd flathead. Uh, got a couple of crabs the other night, Kieran. Uh, I only wanted one to go in the crab 
spring rolls for our friends to <laughs> come up, but they uh, managed to catch two actually, and so they were pretty crabby uh, spring rolls. And uh, um, I know the winter months down there started. And I remember back in the sixties, the uh, uh, fish and mags back there they were about the hair tail coming, the winter species, of course. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, you can only catch them in Cole and Candle Creek. That's what they said. That's what they said. Next thing they showed up at Little Box Head. The next thing I was looking at them in the bars at Woi Woi, and they were catching them off the wharf at Gosford. They were everywhere. In Castle Harbour. <laughs> and then uh, I was in actually in Key Lung in, 19, in uh, Taiwan in 1969 and walking around the fish market there amongst all the exotic fish that I'd never seen before. And here they were there. There was a whole shelf full of hair tail in Taiwan. So anyhow, they must have been on holidays, those ones. <laughs> but uh, you imagine my surprise when I went down to pick the uh, crab pot up the other morning and here's a hair tail washed up on the yeah. bank. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know whether he chased a bait fish and, and beached himself and and, uh, and that was his demise. But there wasn't a mark on him. He looked like he'd only been there for about 10 minutes. No hook marks in him or anything, but anyhow. I threw it back in the water. Okay. It just floated there. I got. To, I got to leave it there. I got to talk to you a bit later. And uh, yes, Yvonne, I did back Parramatta, and what a great win! Yeah, despite Sebo's best efforts, we managed to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Sledge. Have a good one, people. Okay, then. <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow. It is 26 minutes away from seven. Right now, Make-A-Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish Kids than ever before who need your support. Wish Kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au Time to top up on your vitamins? Head to Chemist Warehouse and save on the biggest brands at the lowest prices. Like Healthy Care Super Buy Magnesium 100 Capsules $8.99. Microgenics Vitamin D3 1000 IU 200 Capsules $9.99. Protect yourself from within with Wagner Professional Immunity Force 60 Capsules $13.99 and Life Space Double Strength Probiotic 30 Capsules $28.49. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. This is Bruno driving to the footy. Oh. And this is his cheap insurer reading the policy fine print. Clause 9D of your car insurance says you're not covered for thingamabobs. Thingamabobbed at claim time? Beware bargain insurance regret, Bruno. Choose Amy instead. Who pays out over 99% of motor claims? Amy does. Lucky you're with Amy. Acceptance rate for the 12 months up to 30 September 2022. Before buying insurance issued by Amy, read the TMD and PDS at amy.com.au and consider if it's right for you. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all. Connecting you to what really matters. To the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. Sustained performance in league is more than just one great game. It's about playing consistently game after game, season after season. It's the same with your super. Because if you're with Host Plus, 
You're the super fund with a history of long-term top performance. Host Plus, we go with you. This is general advice only. Consider the relevant Host Plus PDS available at hostplus.com.au before deciding if Host Plus is appropriate for you. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Looking for innovative appliances designed with the environment in mind? Then look no further. For over 110 years, Whirlpool has been a leader in kitchen and laundry appliances using patented Sixth Sense technology. Whirlpool guarantees outstanding results while saving precious time and energy. That's the best result for you, your family and the environment. So, have you got a Whirlpool? Visit whirlpool.com.au to find a stockist near you. This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to the High Tide. Grant Boyden and Kieran Rickey with you this morning. Alan Blake away on the sick list. And it's a shame that Blakey's away because he gave me so much curry when I told him that I rode out to my sailing boat, which was oh, at least 10 kilometres, was more like 500 metres, but I'll go with 10 kilometres. I came back as sore as. Well, Dominic uh, Genoa, who's been a good friend of the High Tide program, has set up an interview with us with somebody who's rode a little bit further than 500 metres. In fact, Michelle Lee has just completed a row from Mexico to Australia. Five hurricanes, four cyclones, nine days locked in what they call a cabin, but that's a bit like a real estate agent saying, you know, you've got uh, beautiful ocean views if you stand on top of the roof on top of a 14-foot ladder with a pair of binoculars because it wasn't a very big cabin. And she joins us online to talk about this adventure. Michelle, thank you very much for your time so early on a Saturday morning. Thanks, Grant. It's a pleasure. Tell me, are you sane <laughs> to start with? <laughs> Well, put it this way, I'm not certified crazy, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. Now, this is not your, uh, we must point out, they call this extreme rowing, and this is not your first adventure. So just give us a little bit of a brief on how all this rowing came about and why you elected to go on such a, a massive journey. Um, I always issue a warning, and that is be careful what you read. So my inspiration actually came from a book called Rowing the Atlantic, and uh, it was just something that plagued me so consistently and persistently for two whole years that I eventually sat down and said, oh, God, if I don't do this, I'm going to die wondering. And I was like, what? You can't do that. You know, you're, you're fit, you're healthy, you're well, you're able. Like, don't live with a regret. So it literally came from, uh, you know, reading a book. and. Um, I was not a rower, not elite, not an athlete. Uh, I, I had never rowed in my life. So, you know, the the journey began with building a boat because there were none for sale in Australia. So uh, we built the boat. And then uh, when I launched that in the April of 2017 for the Atlantic Row, that was actually the first time I've ever put an oar in water. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Oh, there's so many, Doing the research to have a chat with you, there's so many things that pop up. I mean, let's start with your boat. It's a 7.7 metre, uh, 2 metre wide uh, carbon fibre. Is it a wood veil? 
Yeah, her design is uh, the Woodvale, which is the original um, class of uh, ocean rowing vessel. Uh, now there are a lot faster designs and that's, you know, evolution, isn't it? Uh, everything gets faster and sleeker and, you know, so yeah, mine's the original uh, classic, you know, <laughs> and um, she's she's slower than the, the later designs, of course. But um, yeah, I love my boat, got to know her very intimately through the uh, building process and uh, she has all the mod cons on board that, you know, a ship has. She's got the AIS, GPS, uh, water maker, there's batteries, solar panels, autopilot. I had a four-man life raft and, you know, all the safety gear and kit that uh, is on a on a normal vessel. Yeah, I was blown away. The, the, I, I realised you'd have a chart plotter. I knew you'd have solar and all, but the autopilot blew me away. And, and not being a rower myself, I was like, well, what do you need a – what do you need an auto tiller for? What's that all about? Uh, so um, this is one of the challenges of uh, ocean rowing is all of the equipment has to be adapted from, you know, um, sailing vessels and power vessels. So that was a, a um, huge uh, head head uh, challenge. I know where you're going with <laughs> it. Designing, <yeah. laughs> and fitting that. So uh, it just is so that you can, um, particularly at night when you're drifting and if you've got good following swell and wind, while you've got that great motion, uh, just to keep your rudder uh, held on a, a rough bearing. So, you know, and then even when you're rowing and you're providing, providing the propulsion and you've got a little bit of swell or current with you, it's just lovely to be able to zone out knowing that um, <clears throat> you're not, you don't have to foot steer because when you're foot steering, there's no landmarks out there. So you literally yeah. have to watch the compass, um, which, you know, when you, you want to just shut your eyes and zone out and just row, uh, you can't do that. So that was the beauty of having the autopilot. You can just go completely brain dead <laughs> and just provide propulsion. How Very did meditating. you – what the the thing that blew, blows me away? Like I've seen people do it in in power boats, and and they say it's a challenge. And a, a lot of the people I watch have done, and people I know have done it in sailboats, and I know it's a challenge in a sailboat. But how do you how do you sleep? How do you have downtime when you're the only horsepower on the boat? Well, that's where you really have to learn acceptance and uh, surrender to what is. So whatever Mother Nature is dishing out to you or the currents, you just have to go, oh, well, I might have to mop up some mess tomorrow, you know, when I get back on the oars. I might have to re-row some ground that we drifted backwards or, you know, uh, quite often I was getting pushed north and east. I wanted to go south and west. So um, it's just one of those things. You've got to accept that before you even start. At the start line, you got to know that you're going to be pushed around in circles that you don't even want to go and um, you got to be cool with it. you just got to go with the flow, literally. And um, it, it's, you know, one of those lessons that you sort of, if you haven't learnt it at the beginning, you certainly have by the end. And I know that you're big on releasing yourself to vulnerability, I suppose. This is probably the most vulnerable thing you can do. It's only you, your wits and your machinery at your disposal. Yeah, and, you know, like your level of vulnerability goes up uh, when you sort of start feeling a bit off or if you think, oh, is that a slight toothache or, oh, um, you know, rowing at night, I felt so vulnerable, so vulnerable that I just couldn't do it. Mentally, I just couldn't get myself out there to actually row at night. Um, so, yeah, your, your levels of vulnerability, it, it sort of uh, is in peaks and, and troughs and, you know, it's a bit of a roller coaster. 
um, you know, they say when, you know, the sun's out and, and everything's going your way, it's beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. it's not always rainbows and butterflies out there. So it's, you know, one of those mind control sort of um, uh, games that you've got to play throughout. It changes. You know, I was out there for 240 days. So I sort of mastered it um, by the end of it, I think. And um, I was getting better and better at the challenges that, you know, Mother Nature throws at you. You know, you sort of become a little bit desensitised the more you're exposed to it. Well, you know, the, the funny thing is that, like, so many uh, people that I know that have sailed across it and they get into some rough conditions and the rough conditions aren't like, you know, uh, coastal storms that move across that last an hour. These things last days. And I've seen really good sailors that really know their craft. By about day three of being battered and knocked about by the wind, they ha- their morale is just so low. You were copying five hurricanes, as mentioned in the intro, four cyclones along the way. I mean, nine days locked in your cabin and not being able to come out mentally, like physically, obviously, it's 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 a big deal because you're rowing, but mentally the challenge must be enormous. Yeah, and, you know, part of your, your preparation is to try to um, preempt some of those mental challenges and to have a toolbox or some strategies and techniques to go to in times of overwhelm, anxiety, fear, um, so, you know, I spent a good 18 months to two years practicing techniques so that when I got out there, they were tried and tested. I trusted them completely because, you know, I'd spent two years sort of using them, utilizing them, and um, they they really did pay off. I mentally, for this trip, I was far better equipped than when I did my um, my Atlantic row in 2018, which was, you know, the boat's maiden voyage. It was my maiden voyage. Uh, so by the time we got to the Pacific, I knew my weaknesses um, and I was able to sort of hone in on them and spend a, some really good, decent quality time in building that mental toolkit that I needed. What did you learn about yourself on this journey? Was there anything that that uh, you walked away with uh, feeling like a stronger individual? Uh, I know I'm stubborn, and I, you know, I know that um, you can use that to your advantage, which I, I did. And also, I know that we are so much more capable than we think we are. So when you think there's nothing left in the tank, man, you've got like minimum 22 days left or, you know, so I sort of look at those struggle points and go, well, you know, I continued on for another 22 days when I honestly thought this was my worst day ever. You sort of look back on reflection and you go, well, wow, don't we have a lot left in the tank? So, um, and the fact that I made it, you know, to me, I have not reached my potential. There's still a, um, how much more, I don't know, but there's definitely more to tap into. So, you know, I, I'm driven by, you know, tapping into your potential and, and what's left. And, you know, if you coped with that, you know, what else can you do? You know, yeah. <laughs> sort of like you're sort of wondering while you're out there, when, especially as you get closer, you know, you're already already thinking, what am I going to do next? Like, you know, this is going to be over soon. So uh, what am I going to do? You know, you sort of think of life um, post event and you think, well, I know I cannot go back to Monday to Friday, nine to five, nor like that. <laughs> yeah. So you already start planning, you know, some kind of um, something that's sort of you want to sink your teeth into something, you know, and it, it sort of keeps you disciplined. It keeps you 
um, out of mischief. <laughs> That's what I find anyway. That's part one of our chat with Michelle Lee, who's just finished rowing across the Pacific Ocean. Next week, part two of that interview. We'll look forward to uh, bringing it to you then. Afternoons with Brent Boltitude. I would suggest in a couple of years' time, what we're paying today for our energy bill, in a couple of years' time, it'll be double. I think that you're being a bit kind by saying twice. I think it's going to be far in excess of that. And these are the sort of things that the politicians aren't talking about. The politicians need to, to think about and talk about cost of living. That's what people want politicians to concentrate on. Cost of living, not all this other crap. 2SM Sydney with Brent Boltitude. Easy Mortgages offers flexible home loans to suit whatever stage you're at. Whether you're buying a home, investing, renovating or refinancing, they'll help you compare and save. Easy Mortgages lends quickly and easily, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Visit the website, key in your details and get an answer within 24 hours. Go to easymortgages.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian Credit Licence Number 535100. At Elders, we're for finding your place in the world, whatever kind of place that may be. From the inner city pad to the boundless family farm, for fresh starts, sea and tree changes, for the search and the sail, for the experience, yours and ours, for realising the dream, no matter what it looks like. Elders, for real estate, for you. Every mine eventually comes to an end, but the use of the land never should. It's why Glencore is a leader in mine rehabilitation in Australia, working to return Glencore coal mines to native forests and usable farmland. We do this because we believe it's the responsible thing to do. To learn more, visit glencore.com.au. Glencore, advancing everyday life. G'day, Brandy here. Business owners serious about finding good apprentices don't waste time posting job ads that don't work. MEGT's got real people who can help write a winning job ad and post it online for free. With offices in every state, MEGT finds great candidates no matter where you are. They also have an excellent team of mentors to help your workforce keep their eye on the ball. So visit MEGT.com.au today. They'll help you find the right key position players for your team. That's MEGT.com.au. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more, Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only the High Tide go. program. Time to head off to the Gold Coast and find out how things have been fishing-wise up there. Paul Burt, good morning. Good morning, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, mate, awesome. We're at the Century Cove Boat Show at the moment. Um, a lot of fun. Everything's happening down here. It's all great. You know, uh, we're loving life. It's awesome. Yeah, really, really good. 
I've been chatting with a, a, a form analyst in racing, uh, Paul Joyce, that lives up in Queensland, and I uh, spoke to him every day this week, and he keeps saying, it's beautiful up here. There's no clouds in the sky. The sun's shining. Mate, You're in heaven's backyard mate, for something like this, aren't you? Mate, a high, you know, we've got awesome weather, high-pressure system, uh, just lovely all round. Everything's great. Um, you know, the weather is blue skies. It's, 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 it's so good, Grant. It is just a boating mecca paradise it's one of the best boat shows i've seen in its 34 year history the people are loving it the the weather is uh, clear skies it's just phenomenal it is so busy and i really can't say anything else about it mate except that hold on your hats we're in for a bloody good time over the next two days still got today and tomorrow uh mate it's just so good it's really good i can't really push it any further here if you can't get to queensland to the gold coast jump onto the century cove boat show website check out their social and you'll get a a boat show in your bedroom are there any, you know, exhibits that you've seen that, that caught your attention that you weren't expecting or that surprised you? Oh, mate, there's so many. There's uh, over a 1,000 new marine products everyone's showing in there. And, you know, we've got 300 exhibitors. There's uh, 700 boats on display. Oh. Like, you just – yeah, it's massive, you know. It's big. It's nothing like Sydney ICC. I love the Sydney ICC, don't get me wrong, but this is just an outdoor event spread out over, you know, 55 acres. It's huge. It's massive, and it's, uh, it's worthwhile. And what's your involvement there this weekend? Mate, I'm doing a stage here at the moment at the uh, at the boat show. I've got the main stage. I look after the main stage here as we do at Sydney Boat Show, and it's um, mate, we're, we're doing. Uh, I'm doing up a, a Hawaiian poke dish uh, on the catch and cook stage of Anaconda, uh, and we're also doing up a variety of uh, of, of uh, oysters. I'm doing this oyster. I'm going to get your mouth salivating here. <laughs> I'm doing kina, which is a sea urchin. Uh, 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 you know, the, uh, the, the, the row of a sea urchin. I've also got some flying fish row. Some of the row has been infused with a, um, with a, you know, the, the, the green um, wasabi. Uh, I've also got some, uh, a little bit of seaweed in that. I'm putting some uh, ponzu sauce in there. I've got a bit of vodka going on some others. Mate, it's just, it's, it's absolutely awesome. Like, you know, and you can love an oyster by itself and I'll give you that, not a problem. Uh, but these ones here, I'm just making them a little bit more uh, out there. And I'm making the, the poke, the Hawaiian poke, I'm actually making it into a, I'm putting it into a boat. So you get rice paper, cut it up in squares, cut the, and put it into a very hot oil and they blow up like a prawn cracker. And there's your boat. And then you use that as your boat or your bowl to put your poke in and you munch down on it. It's pretty damn good. Oh, how ingenious. And you're and right. I, I yeah, am salivating. <laughs> thank you, mate. And I'm using um, Hawaii, I'm using Big Eye Tuna and I'm using Tassie Salmon Sashimi Tuna. So we're using good quality stuff. And then we're doing a, um, um, we're doing uh, a little bit uh, talking about, um, I guess, it's called Cocktails and, um, and, uh, and Chats. Uh, and, and it's all about, um, you know, tall tales and cocktails. So, you know, we're up on the stage talking about some of the tales that we've had over the years, the adventures. And then, of course, we're, we're and then we're talking about, um, you know, uh, how to make a cocktail. And I go and make it. So we're, we're giving one, everyone booze. They're getting absolutely um, tipsy and loving it. And uh, they're walking <laughs> around and spending their money on boats. Well, speaking of <laughs> speaking of tall tales, I caught a fish during the week, which you've seen. Don't I even did, comment mate. on it. Don't even... Congratulations. No, <laughs> dude. Grant, I'll never, mate, even though the fish was not big, it does not matter because you know what? You went out, mate, how many times have I gone out and caught a little fish and put it on our show every all the time? And the reason for that is because that's what that's fishing, mate. Yeah. You know, if that, if that two kilogram brim or 1.8 kilogram brim jumped on your hook, you know, it, it would be a memory. But even if it's small, it's not the fish's fault, it's still a memory. And that's what it, that's why I love fishing, mate. You just, 
you never know what you're going to catch, dude. And you, you went out, you gave it your effort, and you caught a fish. Well, what to I, me, that's 10 out of 10, buddy. What I laughed about was I said to my partner, I said, I'm going to go fishing today. And she said, oh, great, something for dinner. I said, no, I'm actually after the smallest fish I can possibly get so that uh, Blakey can take the mickey out of me for at least another month. So I've given him all the ammunition. But for the serious yeah. fish shows, where should they be going up your way this week? Yeah, oh, look, mate, up here. You know, we're doing some deep water jigging out in 300 metres to 400 metres of water using 700 gram jigs targeting bass groper in excess of 50 kilograms. That's going off. The the red snappers are going off at the moment. Everything's firing up. It's been absolutely brilliant. We're seeing plenty of flattered in the estuaries. The dolphin fish are out on the reef. We're seeing fish everywhere. It's pretty damn good. Um, Garfish around the western side of Waybreak. Squid are in the main channel towards Marina Mirage heading towards the Narang River. We're seeing plenty of calamari squid also up around Peel Island. It's pretty good all around wherever you're going at the moment. So worthwhile for those keen to have the crack. You're going to be doing it very well. So thank you very much. So definitely if you're going to get out there and have a look, now is the perfect time to give it a go. But my suggestion as well is just work that weather. Work the highs, work the lows, see what's exactly happening at the moment. And you're going to find that definitely perfect conditions for those wanting to get out there. Well, that's good, Paul. It certainly sounds like things are still going well with regards to fishing, particularly offshore. Now, I was yes, taking sir. a look at 7plus.com.au and step yes, outside with Paul Bird. Season yep. five, mate. How good's that? They said it wouldn't last, right? Oh. <laughs> Who said that? I'll go over and punch him in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> what I, what I, the last episode that was posted there, episode 14, you were talking about the uh, Australian bass, etc. But you also... Uh, gave some tips on how to remove lines from your prop. Did you put that in there, especially for me? (laughs) Look, it's something that people may not need to, may need to know, may not need to know. Because, you know, if you go away there, two grand, you're up in the middle of nowhere where there's no service around for servicing centres for your engine, and you you, you run over someone's, uh, you know, a crab pot rope, could be thin rope. Maybe you got line or braid caught in your prop and you're up there in the middle of nowhere. How do you undo your prop? So we showcase that. You can do it from your boat. You can do it from inside your boat, leaning out over the back leg. You know, it just helps people. It's those simple things. And this is the, the basis of our program. It shows people and helps people through the simplicity of things that might seem a little more daunting. So we're here to guide you and help you along the way. And, uh, you know, we do it uh, with a smile on the dial. And, you know, that's what it's all about, mate, from fishing through to tips on tying knots through to untangling the prop off your line from your prop. Yeah, look, I, you do it in such a way, Paul, and I'm not just blowing smoke in your direction, right? I'm, you do it in such a way that the, the, the simpleton, like, like me, can understand and get their, their head around it. From somebody with your experience of fishing, does it drive you nuts dumbing things down that way? No way, mate. No, geez, no. I'm not one of those blokes. Like, there's other 15 other shows out there that every one of them's look at me, catch this giant GT that you guys can't, so suck poops. No, man, I'm that kind of guy that, you know, if I go out and catch a little brim, and this I was saying to you before, with your fish, you're caught, you caught that, right? Who cares, mate? It's great. You caught the fish. You gave it a crack. You had a go at it. Oh, come on. You've seen a photo of it, Paul. It's very small. Mate, we have to leave it there because we're running completely out of time. Thank you very much for the pleasure of your company this morning. And, Kieran, nice to see your face again. Yeah, it's good to be here, and I'll be back tomorrow morning. But don't forget, please, while you're out and about, keep your eye on that sky. You have a great day and a safe day. Well, the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. But as sure as yappies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end.